And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, CN Rail outlined steps to improve grain movement this winter and later this year. Agri-News is brought to you by the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results, online at mcdougallauction.com. CN Rail says it's operating an above-normal winter grain car movement plan to keep up with shipper demand. CN's Director of Bulk Sales, Jay Roberts, says CN has met all contract orders so far, but not all spot orders for grain car movement this winter, due in part to a derailment in October and some harsh winter weather. He says 4,500 cars are moving grain on a weekly basis this winter, up from the normal winter maximum of 4,000 hopper cars. Having said that, we've still moved 11.6 million metric tons of grain crop year-to-date, and this is only 2% less than the prior three-year average. It's interesting to note, at the same time, Vancouver terminals have unloaded a record number of carloads this year as our customers have prioritized this gateway. While we still have several weeks of what may be challenging winter weather, we are bringing on additional lease locomotives and qualifying new train conductors to help move our customers' demand. Robert says demand for rail services continue to show strong growth and CN is taking steps this year to meet the demand. In 2018 alone, we are adding more train crews and increasing our capital program to a record $3.2 billion as we invest in both locomotives and build additional network capacity. In fact, it's interesting to note that CN is the only Class 1 railway purchasing locomotives and we've put in one of the biggest orders from GE Transportation since 2014. Of the 200 new locomotives that will be delivered over three years, 60 of those we expect to take delivery of this year, which means more power to move more cars, which means moving more grain. Our capital program also includes $1.6 billion for track infrastructure maintenance to support safe and efficient train operations. This includes replacing millions of rail ties and more than 600 miles of rail, plus work on bridges and other general track maintenance. Robert says CN Rail is investing $500 million more this year compared to 2017 to improve track and services, which means more capacity to move grain to market. Some major capacity investments include double track and siding extensions in the West Coast to Chicago corridors, And that's really key for us because these are our lanes where we not only haul the greatest volumes, but the majority of our grain. So this year, we have four major mainline capacity projects planned. The two key ones for Canadian grain include between Prince Rupert and Jasper, where we're going to be adding new sidings and siding extensions and a section of double track. This will allow us to run more trains to and from Prince Rupert grain on our north line. The second key area for Canadian grain is between Vancouver and Edmonton. In this corridor, we're going to add a long section of double track and a siding extension. The effect of this will be to allow us to run more trains to and from the multiple grain terminals that we serve in the lower mainland. Of course, there are several other large projects we have planned elsewhere in our network to help our Canadian grain customers meet markets in eastern Canada and down to the States. Robert says the capacity improvements will have a greater impact later this year. And of course, we're also anxious to hear from the federal government with respect to their National Trade Corridors Fund. As mentioned earlier, many of our customers are directing more of their grain to Vancouver terminals. Therefore, we need government funding to improve the Common Rail Corridor to take grain to Vancouver's North Shore. That could make all the difference. Jay Roberts is the Director of Bulk Sales with CN Rail. The latest round of NAFTA talks ended yesterday in Montreal with some small signs of progress. The next set of discussions will be late next month in Mexico. While NAFTA remains up in the air, the new Trans-Pacific Partnership is set to be signed in early March. 
Canada will sign the deal, but it won't be easy to get parliamentary approval, even with the Liberal and Conservative Party support. Even though TPP is backed by grain, cattle and pork producers, there's still quite a bit of opposition. John Maswall is the Canadian Cattlemen's Association trade expert. There's going to be a battle here in Ottawa over that because there are some sectors that aren't very happy about that agreement. And I mean, and I mean important large sectors outside of agriculture. Union groups and uh, auto parts manufacturers, and they were saying that they are not going to let this thing go. So, you know, I don't know if that is positioning for handouts, uh, you know, subsidies or, or what it is, some kind of compensation, but there's going to be more noise over this thing. Masswell says lower tariffs in the Japanese market contained in the TPP will help Canadian cattle producers. We're going to be right there with all of those other competitors while the United States is, is left behind. So you look at the Japanese beef market, they imported about $3.8 billion worth of beef last year, which was almost carved up in over 90% of it between Australia and the United States. So I, I kind of like our chances to be able to uh, compete and, and take away uh, a chunk uh, from some of those other competitors, including from the United States. Maswell adds U.S. cattle producers are concerned about the TPP. U.S. stakeholders in the U.S. beef industry were very much aware of that, and as we uh, I depart for the NCBA conference in, in Phoenix uh, later tonight and get there tomorrow, I imagine there's going to be quite a bit of discussion amongst U.S. cattle producers about why is the U.S. not in that agreement. John Maswell is the Director of Government and International Relations for the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Canada is the world's largest Durham exporter, selling products to about 20 countries. The Durham is used to make couscous in North African nations such as Morocco, Algeria and Tunisia. Pasta is the main product for Italy, the U.S. and Japan, while South American nations blend Durham with other types of wheat for their pasta products. Lisa Nemeth is the Director of International Markets for SIGI, the Canadian International Grains Institute. She was a speaker at last week's Durham Summit in Swift Current. Canadian Durham is very highly regarded around the world. And the quality characteristics that it's most noted for are the bright yellow color of the semolina that is produced and also the protein quality that provides the end product uh, particularly pasta with that bite that uh, I guess the higher-end customers are looking for. Both of these factors also are benefit to those customers that purchase from multiple countries because the Canadian color and protein strength will assist when they blend different sources to maintain the quality. 2016 was a bad year for Fusarium in Western Canada, seriously downgrading Durham wheat and having an impact on the number of customers. Well, from a quality uh, perspective, Fusarium will impact the color of the semolina. 2016, when we had the issue, the end product produced from the semolina itself was actually quite good. And the customers, um, the issue was more so the fact that there was a food safety issue uh, with the toxin that is produced from fusarium and those countries that have tolerance levels for the toxin deoxynivalenol were not able to purchase anything that had a level above those limits. Nemeth outlines priorities for plant breeders to improve Durham quality. The priority, if anything, would be uh, perhaps 
to increase extraction, uh, semolina extraction, but not with any impact to the level of ash that is produced in the semolina. The quality, um, the team that evaluates the new Durham varieties has been pretty clear in saying that the product is very good right now. Let's just keep it at this level. However, the breeder's focus should be uh, on improving the fusarium tolerance and uh, sprouting resistance. There was a great contrast in Durham crops from 2016 to 2017. When we went out and uh, did our new crop presentations uh, this year, uh, we were presenting only number one data for Durham. Uh, 90% of the crop was number one and number two with the majority of that as number one. I have never been involved in a mission out to visit customers where we've only presented number one data. So it was a a big change for us. (laughs) It was a good change compared to last year when we were presenting number four Durham data. We had some pretty happy uh, customers this year looking at the quality of the crop. Nemeth says it was important for Canada to have an improved Durham crop to sell to the world market. Lisa Nemeth is the Director of International Markets for the Canadian International Grains Institute, known as SIGI. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market Update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing upward movement in early trading this morning. Canola gained 50 cents at 471.34. Oats rose 80 cents at $157.42. Number one red spring wheat gained $1.51 at 234.36. The rest were unchanged. Durham 269.29. Feed barley 176.63. Flax 461.68, yellow peas 234.87, and feed wheat 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March spring wheat is up two and a half cents at 6.16 and a quarter cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 30th. It was a busy one last week. We sold over 3,200 head. It was Weyburn's turn for a regular sale. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.80 to $0.95. D3 cows sold from $0.70 to $0.80. Good butcher bulls sold from $1 to $1.17. Last Monday, we had our pre-sorted calf and yearling sale. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.45 and sold up to $2.53. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.33 and sold up to $2.53. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.27 and sold up to $2.40. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.17 and sold up to $2.30. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.06 and sold up to $2.14. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2 and sold up to $2.09. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.86 and sold up to $2.06. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.76 and sold up to $1.83. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.67 and sold up to $1.73. 
Heifers are about 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Tuesday, January 30th. Ham sold 6,200 hogs Monday, selling a range of 155 to 161 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,300 heads, selling a range of 156 to 161 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices opened down this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 9 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2335. Canadian dollar is currently traded at 80.11 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets started this week with a steady firm trade that is consistent with the last two weeks. Wholesale pork prices are showing no clear direction, however, with loins and hams experiencing weakness, but pork bellies are coming in strong enough to maintain the cutout value. This recent trend is inconsistent with the latest cold storage report, which showed pork belly inventory nearly doubled from a year ago, while inventory for most of the rest of the carcass is down. Most lean hog futures are down approximately $2 US 100 weight from last week's levels, and with the Canadian dollar trading at the high end of its range, forward contract prices are down more than $5 per CKG from their highs. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly cloudy, wind northwest 60, gusting to 90, diminishing to 40, gusting to 60 late this afternoon. The high plus 4, with the temperature falling to minus 9 late this afternoon. Tonight, wind northwest 30, the low minus 17, wind chill minus 25. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, wind northwest 20, increasing to 40, gusting to 60. The temperature steady near minus 18, so we have a one-day warming up spell. Wind chill, minus 33 tomorrow. The chance of evening flurries are there, and a low of minus 25. Thursday, sunny, the high minus 18, the low minus 22. Friday, sunny skies, the high minus 20, the low minus 27. Saturday, sunny with a high of minus 21, the low minus 28. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 19, the low minus 25. Monday, sunny skies, the high minus 19. The normal high is minus 9, the normal low minus 21. The sun rose at 8.37 this morning. It sets at 5.47 tonight. Around the province, the Saskatchewan hotspot is Estevan. It's plus 5, and that's actually 3 degrees cooler than the Canadian hotspot. Sable Island, Nova Scotia is the Canadian hotspot this hour at plus 8. Saskatoon minus 11, Swift Current minus 7, Weyburn plus 3, Yorkton plus 2. In Regina, with light snow, it's minus 5 degrees, that's 23 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest, 46, gusting to 69. The wind chill is minus 15, 79% is the humidity. The barometer is rising, 99.9. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 6, winds are from the northwest at 59, gusting to 72. Once again, Regina, light snow, minus 5, that's 23 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.